0: welcome to the money making housewife show the podcast for women who want to have it all and are willing to do the work required to go get it i'm your host jaleesa smith and in this podcast i share lessons and insights from my journey managing my roles as a wife and mom pursuing my entrepreneurial dreams to let you know that you could do it too listen it's definitely not easy but we got this ladies now let's get into the show Hello everyone, welcome to the show or welcome back to the show if it's your first time tuning in to the Money Making Housewife show. I am so happy to have you here and I'm so happy to get into today's topic. It's going to be kind of funny. It could be a little bit funny but also really real. I mean that's like literally that's really how I do these episodes is that the thought like a thought comes to me and I'm like I should talk about that and 99.9% of the time these are thoughts that came about from something that happened in my own life usually recently so listen like I said we on this journey together this stuff is not easy being a wife being a mom pursuing your goals if you're doing all three oh my goodness hats off to you and me because that's what I'm doing but it's uh it's real out here in these streets okay and life be lifin so we gotta just continue to support each other and just remind each other that we're not alone and talk about our real true feelings and our real thoughts and things that we're actually going through I will let me caveat real quick things that we're going through after we've like worked through them you know what I mean because I do feel like it's a little bit irresponsible to just share everything as it comes to our mind or as we're dealing with it and some of the things that we share could you know you haven't really fully figured it out yet like you haven't really fully flushed the story out or you haven't really got to the you haven't got the lesson yet and so I just choose to share things that I know that you can relate to because I feel like if I'm going through something, I am not the only person. And if you're listening to the podcast, then you definitely are in this boat with me too, girl, because, <laughs> you know, life. Um, But hey, it's, it's a game, right? Like life is a game. So here we are in this game together. We're just trying to figure it out. We're just trying to do the best we can. You know, we're trying to be the best we could be, be the best mom, be the best wife, be the best future mom, wife, partner. Uh, CEO be the best future boss current boss you know whatever okay so anyways um let me get into the show because I had to go pick up my daughter uh very soon so uh today's title is most likely going to be you're ridiculous you are ridiculous girl do you know some of the thoughts that come to your mind do we haven't I ta- do we know already not to trust every single thought that comes to our mind because we can't trust every thought that comes to our mind. Not all of our thoughts are true. Just because they pop up into our brains does not mean that they're true. Okay? Even if you feel them. Even if they just seem so real and we have painted a whole picture in our mind. Listen, they're not all the way true. Okay, girl? And let me tell you. So I have this habit of, like, catastrophizing everything. <laughs> I do. And it really started when I became a mom. And I had to look this up because I'm like, is this, this can't just be me. Like, why? And my mom friends who I talk to, like, they share similar fears as me. And the fears are not all around, you know, oh my God, is my kid gonna, it's, it's, a lot of it is around like the state of the world. And, you know, I really, this is why I don't watch the news because I personally, the way that my mind just, goes and it kind of will spiral it's not good for nobody it's not good for nobody and then I start to sometimes it is hard for me to discern like okay girl you like separate it's hard sometimes it's harder to separate what is actually happening from what can potentially happen and what's probably never going to happen and that's the mega biggest, biggest problem, right? And so this is this episode comes from an episode from a conversation that I had with my husband literally just yesterday. And it, it it made me think I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna tell him that. No, don't tell him that because I don't think he's listening. I'm pretty sure he's not listening. But yeah, don't tell him that I told you that he made me like he was right. He might have been right. Don't don't tell him that I told you that, but Listen, uh, before we get into that, the gem of the day, today's gem of the day is, I got this from a website, actually, recently, a website called iMom, as I was doing research for the episode, and it said that most fears and worries are a misuse of the imagination. And why that is so appropriate, you will soon learn, but really think about it the things like i said our thoughts are not all real so the things that we are fearing the things that we are thinking could potentially happen and it might happen and oh my god this happened in this country and what if it happens over here but it hasn't happened but it but it might happen and how can i what can i do to prevent that and what can i do it's like girl sit down you know and honestly i think what will bring most of us a lot more joy and peace in our lives is to really just Focus on the things that we can actually control and definitely, you know, do your best to prepare for, you know, whatever. Do your best to be prepared and all that, you know, stack your toilet paper for sure, for sure. But um, don't let it take over your life and don't just automatically like kind of train your brain to not automatically go to the the worst things that can happen. And like I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me, too, because girl, trust me, it, it, Your girl, your girl be struggling sometimes. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of like balancing it out. But honestly, sometimes um, it's harder than others. Sometimes you are going through something in life where you're just like, you definitely see the world through a different lens. And I definitely have compassion and empathy for anyone going through something dark right now where you just, it kind of clouds your vision and your judgment on everything else in life. And it's really, really hard for you to see the joy, you know, it's really, really hard for you to see the light, and I totally understand. Like, I get that. I have been there. I have recently gone through something that really just rocked my world, and it's not the easiest. It's it's not it's not easy. You know what I mean? But um, there are perspectives that we can adopt that will make that will just make this whole life experience a lot more joyful and easier, honestly, like easier for us to get through because I think that, um, so many of us just look at everything to do with life and we look at every single challenge and every single bit of a struggle that we're going through as like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. This is the worst thing in the world. You know, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't, you know, and what good does that do? You know, for real, for real. So even us, like I'm, I'm talking to like, you know, the women out there and moms out there. We have so many fears that go through our mind on, on a daily basis. I know women who struggle with insomnia due to just thinking about all the things, all the responsibilities and everything that they cannot control. And and it keeps them up at night, really. And at some point, we have to learn to let go. You know, we have to learn to let go of that chokehold that we have on trying to control every single aspect of our lives and trying to make sure that we are doing everything that we can do to prepare our kids for, you know, anything to prepare our kids for life and, and love and relationships and, you know, making money and, and making a living and then being a good citizen and, and, and being, you know, how to accept rejection from different, like all these different things, right? How to prepare them for that while also going through our own life journey and, real like maybe not even sometime realizing that we are still learning ourselves like we are still learning and growing and maturing and we are on our own path as well and then you know you want to you want to be a wife you want to be a partner you girl you want to go start a business the nerve the audacity of you you know what i mean so it's just so much but i really realized this weekend and it's a lot of it was due to having conversations with my husband but like I really be catastrophizing things, and the thing is that for me, I typically—if you know me in real life, okay, this is pretty much who I. Am. This, is, this is who I am. But if you really know me in real life and we've had deep conversations, I'm a pretty genuinely optimistic person. I'm pretty happy and, and optimistic, and this is also why postpartum rocked my world so much because I was not happy at all. I was not happy for so many months postpartum. I was I was grateful. I was grateful that I became a mom, and I was I was happy with my baby, and I was I was it was weird. It was like, okay, I don't know how to describe. Okay, let me think. So, it was like, around like whenever the sun would start setting, that's when my anxiety would really kick into high gear. I'm like, I used to think like, okay, I don't know what this night is gonna bring. I don't know, and it probably was a lot of sleep deprivation too, and just exhaustion. and just being fearful, I was a new mom. I didn't, I didn't have no one, No, no, none of my other friends close by had children, had any small children at that. Um, and it was, you know, it was just like, what do I do? I have to keep this little human alive. Am I doing the right thing? Am I everything that she needs me to be? Am I, you know, am, am I prepared for what? each day is going to bring am I prepared for what the night is going to bring because I didn't know I didn't know how much sleep I was going to get I didn't know would I wake up and be able to like would I sleep through her cries like it was just it was crazy but I just remember being like really 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 sad every time it would get dark out you know when the summer starts setting I was just like high anxiety on high alert and it was really hard to express these emotions to people in my life because they knew me as like The person you know who's always the 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 happy one the upbeat one the the positive one and i still am i always i've trained my brain now to spin things to the positive but that i felt so out of you know what it was i really really felt out of control and i didn't even realize that i value being in control until i got pregnant and I didn't know I was pregnant for three months. And that was, I was totally out of control of that. I didn't know what was happening in my body. Okay. And then when I had the baby and then I gave birth via c C-section uh, that was totally out of my control, I had prepared for a natural, <laughs> unmedicated pregnancy. What happened? The total opposite of that. Okay. <laughs> the light was that I guess I elected to have a C-section after like 50 hours of labor, but it was still like, okay, this was totally the opposite. Like it's a constant it was just constantly like surrendering, like surrendering my body to, to, to the to the development of the baby, surrendering my body to the birth that I didn't plan and I didn't really want to have this birth. I just wanted a positive outcome. It was a lot of life lessons happening when life was life and at the same time. Like, it was like no preparation, pretty pretty much. It was just like, you're pregnant, there you go. And oh, C section, there you go. Get ready for that. You know, figure out how to recover from that on your own because your mom had a C section. She had two C sections and she's a soldier. So she is just like, girl, you be fine. And I'm like, I am not. I hurt. I'm, I'm hurting. It hurts so bad. But all these lessons, right? Oh my gosh. And then, like I said, the postpartum—I I think it was more of a postpartum anxiety than it was postpartum depression. But it was just so much fear that I had all of a sudden. I used to love, example. This is one thing that people in my life know. Like I used to love traveling, and I still love to travel. I love to be in other places. But when it comes to getting on the plane to get there, your girl is just like mm. there. There are thoughts and and anxieties that come up when i gotta when I know I gotta fly somewhere that like I had never had before in my life. I have flown to Dubai I have flown to Hawaii before I have flown to Aruba all over the world. but after I had my daughter, I was scared I was really scared, and I'm like, where the heck did this come from i I literally still have to actively work to like Okay, I have to look up statistics. I gotta look up all type of stuff. I had to do, like look up all the different um, pilot vlogs and uh, what do they call uh, airline stewardess vlogs, like on YouTube, before I get on planes these days because I'm just like, oh my god, I'm gonna get on a plane, you know. And um, even though logically, like I know this don't make no sense, Julisa. I traveled an hour and a half to work. Every single day, well, Monday through Friday, maybe once or twice a week I would telework. But like when I was pregnant, I was doing that. Nine months pregnant. When I had given birth and I went back to work, what two, two and a half, three three months, three months later, I was traveling up the road with my with my daughter. An hour and a half. Um had to pull over a lot of times to breastfeed. And um I did that. I wasn't really afraid of that. But for some reason, I'm, you know, so all these different things. So that's why I t- I'm titling this episode, You Are Ridiculous, okay? Because we can be. We really, really can be. I'm trying to, I hope the mic is still capturing um, all my audio properly. Hold on, let me just check real quick. All right, we're good. So so usually I do not record the episodes, um, you know, for video. Well, I record the episodes audio, but not usually video. So I am trying to adjust the microphone position and also talk to y'all and also make sure I pick up my daughter's <laughs> too. So anyway, um, I had a conversation with my husband yesterday and he was just reminding me of how ridiculous I sounded. Now, these are my words, not his. He didn't call me ridiculous, but he was pretty much like he was saying he was like when we were talking earlier he was like we just think so differently and he was and so we're working we're working on our communication right because we a lot of times what we do is we will communicate to each other and expect the other person to just get it just because we get it and that's not how we work so we have to like really really work on how we talk to each other so we can actually communicate effectively to one another. Right. And sometimes we don't understand. And I had to also explain this to him a lot because I'm, I'm, I'm the talk in the relationship and also because so many times I realized that like I will say something and he will interpret it a whole different way. And I'm like, I am telling you exactly what I need, exactly what I need from you, exactly what I want from you exactly what i mean when i say xyz i mean xyz but he will interpret it as a whole different meaning and i'll be like what in the world why did you think that like why did you think that i wasn't saying what i meant like i am saying what i mean right so anyways y'all we working on that it's a continuous process we just celebrated six years of marriage and we are still working on our communication okay But I'm happy and I'm grateful that we're both still working on it. Like, we're not giving up, you know, and, like, just being like, whatever, this is how I am, you got to deal with it. You know what I mean? So I'm thankful for that. But So anyway, this conversation was funny. So this is is after some conscious, like, uh, communication, I guess. Yeah, conscious communication between us two. And he was like, you know, I don't always know what to say to you because you really take things to a whole new level. Like, you like earlier that day he wanted to he didn't want to drive his car to um to uh the super bowl party we were going to because he's going to drive his car to uh we're going to go to a winery this weekend and it's far so he didn't want to he was like let me just drive that way and you can we can drive your car this one and i was like no first of all my car is smaller so this is gonna sound so crazy when I say it out loud. Oh my gosh. So my car is smaller and it was raining and it was just nasty weather out. And we were driving the whole family. First of all, my car is not as comfortable as this car, okay? I don't I don't drive I don't drive a luxury vehicle at the moment, okay? And I like to ride in luxury, especially when we're going for longer car rides, which we were driving about 45 minutes, and I was like, I want to ride in style. On top of that, I had a headache, so I just really wanted to be comfortable and I don't want to use my car because my car is older. And, you know, all the things, right? But then what I said out loud is that, no, because if we get into an accident, we're all going to die. Like, there's no saving us in my car. Like, my car, if it gets smacked, it's over. He was like, what? Like you sound crazy, and in my mind, at the time, I was like, "No, I don't, this is exactly what I think. people don't think like this, like they're you know, after the Super Bowl, people are driving home, they're driving drunk, it's late at you know it's later at night, it's dark out, we have to drive really dark roads where we're going, and like one way you know one one way streets and stuff like that, and he was our girl by we' driving your car, so obviously, we're fine because it's the next day, <laughs> but um, when we were talking about it on the way home from the Super Bowl, especially because our team lost. So uh, I just, uh, and the way they lost, you know what? Our, our team lost. So we were having a discussion. All right. And we kind of got into that. And I was just like, when he said it, I was like, "You're right." like he does sound kind of crazy. And, but I, but I also had to explain to him like, look, yo, this is not just me. Like, I don't know what happened when I became a mom, but something switched in my brain. And it's like, I, I just, Be thinking the worst sometimes about things i don't try to like i don't get to the point where i try to like act in that fear which i think is 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 a win you know but you know i do be thinking some crazy thoughts sometimes and i and i know moms can relate and maybe not just moms but my whole brain is Around motherhood right now, so uh, like like literally, my daughter is at as at her aftercare program right now, and I'm like, oh my God, I hope that her friend is there. I hope she's playing with her friend, I hope she's not alone, you know, and just you know, just playing by herself at aftercare. and I'm like doing this podcast, I'm recording audio, video, and I'm thinking about her, and I'm also like, okay, I hope I cook you know the right dinner like all these different things, right? so 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 many different things are in my brain at all times, and I think the difference with my husband and me is that like a lot of times. He can just focus on like one thing. And I feel like for me, I can never just focus on like one, one thing. And I can never do that because I'm a mom and I'm always thinking about my daughter. Like I'm always thinking about my daughter, even if she's not in my presence, you know? So it's weird. Um, It's like, you just want to do everything you can do to protect them and also teach them how to protect themselves, but also like have them live a life that's full of freedom and enjoy and really enjoy their lives and not be scared of the world. But meanwhile, we low key are like scared of the world, which is crazy, but, um, crazy, but not so crazy because also the older that you get, you just realize crazy stuff be happening in the world. But who wants to like harp on that? Like who wants to think about that all the time? Like what good does that do for us? And I always try to like switch my brain into that. When I start thinking like, you know, when I start thinking like, girl, is that because you just watched, you know uh joe what, what's the show you is that because you just watched you that you think everybody is a stalker you know like or something like that like you know how you, you know you know how social media and also the things that we watch you know really affect the way that we look at the world so i really try to protect my peace in that i don't watch the news and i think i don't i also don't watch scary movies because i just i cannot okay because i'd be thinking like i saw the trailer I saw the trailer to the new Scream, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. But I kept watching it because I was like, oh, they, this is different. Like, Scream is really running around and they're doing the things. And then do you know last night when we got home, I was scared, and I was thinking about Scream. This is why I can't even watch a scary movie. Like, I just, you know, whatever. And Scream isn't even that scary. Like, I digress. I digress, but it's weird. So, anyway, when my research, I found that Forbes did a study a few years ago, um, and they found in their study, this was a study of like thirteen hundred individuals, and they they found that mothers are more concerned than fathers for the safety of the world this was 80 percent of women of of mothers compared to 66 percent of of fathers surveyed found that you know we women mothers are more concerned for the safety of the world and they also found that 20 percent more mothers than fathers feel like the financial system is stacked against them right and this was a study about um fears and and concerns around it was but it was more more so geared toward branding and how different brands can position them themselves in front of mothers because mothers do tend to make the 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 larger buying decisions for the families or we kind of control that even if like the men act like they do they always have to run it past us first okay so anyway so this was about that so that's why i added that little tidbit in there but also Something else that I found super interesting was that they also found that motherhood makes women less happy than women, makes women, okay, motherhood makes women less happy than women who do not have children. And this is most likely due to disproportionate responsibilities of household management, child physical and emotional needs, and daily well being, which puts a strain on the mother's personal well being. And this is something that I can totally relate to because I it's, it's, it's hard to articulate it when you're in it. But I was like, oh, that's it. Like, that's what it is. Because, yes, I am a housewife. I don't have a traditional job. I work based on contracts, you know. And if I'm not making offers, I'm not getting paid at the moment, right? But my husband, his income is a lot more steady. It's a lot higher. And so we do he does get frustrated with me sometimes because he's like, are you even like trying to like really go out here and make this money and do this? And he's like, you're the one to make a house. I get it. And I'm like, sir, first of all, yes. Second of all, the way that I am, the way that my brain is working right now at this point in my life, as we're also, you know, we also have, we also have hopes and, and dreams to like grow our family. Right. So it's like, my mind is not, just focus on the finances like my mind is not just focused on money 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 right my mind is really focused on okay yes i'm building my brand and doing all these things but my, i'm more so like focus on the family like the family is what comes first in my mind in your mind it might be the finances and then the family or because and i get it it's like i totally get it like he is like responsible for the bills and he pays the bills and all that you know praise god however I'm like, that is the role that you are playing right now. So I need you, I respect that role, sir. I need you to respect the role that I am playing right now in that I am focused on family things. And I didn't even realize, like, I didn't realize how much of, because he does help out in the household. He did all the laundry. Like, he does help me out when I need help. Like, tomorrow for Valentine's Day, we're going to cook the dinner together, which is great because he doesn't usually cook. So I'm like, oh, this is like my, that's my gift right there. Mm. Um, You know, so... <laughs> It's going to be a great night. I'm just saying. Um, But anyway... So the just dealing with the emotional, but with, with our daughter, right? She typically comes to me for everything. Like she, like, if I, if I, but if I go away, she'll go to him. But if I like am home, she typically asks me when she, when she gets home. This is why I'm recording this podcast before she gets home because she's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And then even with her watching her shows, she's like, mommy, look, look what's happening. Look, look at the, look at the minion in their butt. Oh my God, mommy. Like, look, mommy, 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 mommy. So that's a lot, right? That and then her emotional needs is typically, like, what I'm so in tune to, especially with her developmental delays. Like, I feel as though that that's, like, my priority is being there for her, making sure that she has everything that she needs, making sure that she is good. And he does that in his way, which is providing financially, you know what I mean? And also, he does provide emotionally and physically, but whose who's number one point of contact is me, okay? And... I really love that. I really, really do, but it also is a huge strain. And it definitely has taken us time to it definitely has taken us time to like to to and we still work with this, right? We still it's still a challenge to us sometimes to like there's really no balance, basically. Like there's no balance in the emotional and physical well needs of our of our daughter. And it, it it's like there's there's what I'm trying to say is that there's like no real balance in like trying to be like okay no you you I I dealt with you know I brushed her teeth three times this week it's your turn it's like no what it just it just like the person that usually does it which is him he usually does that task but if I gotta do it I'm just gonna do it you know and I can't I can't you you really can't be tit for tat in marriage and things like that but So so that's why it is important to realize that, like, as a mom, like I am not alone in this. I'm not alone. And it's not just all on me to, you know, it's not I'm not the only mom that has these fears and these doubts and these insecurities and and all these things. And then dads just work differently and men work differently. And it's important for us to have these discussions in our marriages, in our partnerships, you know, whether you're co-parenting or whatever, like it is important to have these discussions because it just brings things out in the open and it helps us to develop a better understanding of each other's roles and how each other thinks. And then it's also important for us ourselves to acknowledge these things and realize that when we are having these fears and these thoughts, like they're not real and they really are a misuse of our imagination. And we could be thinking... So many brighter, lighter, more joyful, more life-giving thoughts. And we're not doing that because we're wasting time and space and energy on these 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 uh, these fears, right? And so it's just important. And, and you're going to have them. You're still going to have the fears. They're still going to come up. But the more you realize that and the more self-aware you become, you can begin to train your brain to realize like, oh, this is a, this is a fear. This is like, it's not even real. This is something that like, I'm just thinking of because of whatever, maybe I watch something crazy. Maybe, you know, I'm just a mom. So my brain is wired for like protecting my kid at all times, no matter what. Um, but it's just a fear. I don't have to believe this. I can literally choose to accept this thought or reject this thought. And I'm in this moment, it's not helping me. If the fear is real, if it's a real fear and it's like, girl, get out of this situation because this is not this is not it. You know, get get your child out of this place. You know, this is per- shady, whatever, like <clears throat> or you know what? Don't go there because they they might have somebody, you know, that you don't want to run your child. Like, OK, that that's when the fear protects us. Right. But a lot of times um, it could be destructive. Right. So I do think on one hand, our fears they are they're you know they're wired our brains are wired to protect us right but we have to also realize like they're wired to protect us right a lot of times our brains cannot discern between what is a real fear or a perceived fear what's a real threat or a perceived threat so we uh uh-huh us you know we have to realize like okay how many times have i thought this before and didn't even happen like how many times have i actually thought this thought and it did not happen and it will never happen, like how many times have I have I allowed this fear to hold me back in some way shape or form or to hold or am I really like also projecting this fear onto my child, even more destructive, right? um, or am I teaching them how to protect themselves with this fear? you know it's just so much, right? but so overall, I just really felt like in that situation with my husband that I was being really ridiculous. <laughs> I was, I really was. And I ain't going to tell him this. I mean, I might tell him this later. He ain't going to listen to this. So that's fine. But he can listen to me. So, Mm. but, um, we have so many thoughts in a day. We have like thousands and thousands of thoughts. Like if I Google it right now, I'm sure I'll see the exact number. It's like 70,000 or something crazy like that. Right now, out of all those thoughts, like they can't all be roses and ponies and rainbows. Like I get it. I get it. I totally get it. But The ones that we choose to accept and we choose to like use to create, you know, beautiful things like this podcast, like a YouTube channel, like, you know, teaching our kids, whatever, like learning more about finances or whatever, things that could really make our lives better and really help us to really live out on purpose, to fulfill that purpose, and also to live and, and help improve the lives of other people around us. Like, those are great thoughts, okay? But... You know, I just want to think what I was thinking, what I really wanted this podcast to be around today, but I was just, I started talking about everything. That's usually what happens when I record a podcast. But, um, what if we vocalize these fears? Because a lot of times we will think them, at least for me, I will think them and I won't say them out loud because in my mind, I'm like, okay, I don't want to speak them into existence. But when my husband repeated back to me what I had said to him, I was like, oh, that does sound, that does sound a little crazy. Um, now that you say it out loud. <laughs> so I think one of the ways that we can start to really train our brains and um, train our brains to rewire our brains for, you know, to just, to just think and speak life is, this might be a little counterintuitive to what I just said, but listen, follow me here, is to actually speak these fears. like Like, say them out loud. Say them out loud. And just hear how ridiculous you sound a lot of times, like hear how ridiculous you sound, because I know when I talk to my my friends that love to travel so much and have traveled all over the world without a hitch. And I say, like, oh, my God, I don't I'm scared to get on a plane and, you know, this and that. And they're like and when I say it to them and then they repeat back to me and then I'm just like, oh, that does sound kind of crazy. And. On one hand, yeah, it's it's rational, you know, but when you look up the statistics and you look up, you know, flight and all of their safety protocols, it's like, girl, stop it. Stop. What are you really afraid of? Okay, it's not that, it's something else, you know? So um I want us to to really focus, not even focus on them, but like I want us to Huh, it's a weird number calling me. I want us to begin to Maybe maybe try that, just, just try that on. Try next time that you are feeling a fear and it's like a recurring fear and it's really holding you back. You feel like you can't move forward in whatever area of your life because you thinking that X, Y, Z gonna happen? Say it out loud, I dare you to. Say it out loud, speak it into existence. Say it with your chest, okay? Say it with your chest. Sorry if I'm yelling at you you too, but just say it with your chest because, oh man, it can, <laughs> the thing, when he said it, I, and it really occurred to me like, oh my God, so many times I think these thoughts and I don't say them out loud, but maybe if I said them out loud more often, I wouldn't think them anymore. They would, they would release that chokehold that they have on me. Maybe that, maybe thinking these thoughts and saying them out loud would help me to actually release, like, release the power that they have over me, right? Because why am I letting any any spirit of fear or timidity or whatever? Like why am I letting that fear overtake me? You know what I mean? Like because I, I mean whatever you believe, but I believe that God did not create us in a spirit with a spirit of fear or with a spirit of timidity or any of those those emotions, um discouragement, despair, none of that, okay? Now I cannot recite the exact verse that that came from, but I know it came from the Bible, okay? That good book, and it's in my favorite. It's 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 in my favorite verses. It really is. It um, it's in there, but I don't really want to look it up right now because it's gonna take up time. However, I, that's one of my favorite Bible verses because I have to always remind myself that like, oh, it's right here. The first one. <laughs> it's the first one. 2 Timothy verse one wait second timothy verses one no second timothy chapter one verse seven listen i didn't i didn't say i was perfect okay um for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and self-discipline so when i hear that i'm like okay girl you have the power you have the power of god inside of you so why are you afraid of this why are you afraid of anything that is not from god fear is not from god okay So I'll leave you with that today. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this message spoke to you. I believe it did. It was on my heart to share. And I felt like I had to say it. You're ridiculous, okay? And the sooner you realize that, the sooner that you can stop being so ridiculous, okay? You and me, both, girl. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you again in the next episode. And, yeah, have a great rest of your day, night, whatever it is. And remember, most fears and worries are a grand misuse of our imagination.